on today's federal newscast. Federal employees got their pay raise. Now a federal union wants to know when they'll actually see it. There could soon be more convenient ways to pay that IRS bill. And while software is important for weapons, the Defense Department is having a hard time tracking its cost. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Today's episode of the Federal Newscast, I'm your host, Eric White. After a pay raise for federal employees was signed into law recently, the National Treasury Employees Union wants to know when they can expect to see the extra cash. NTEU President Tony Reardon writes Acting Office of Personnel Management Director Margaret Weichert asking for an immediate update on when federal employees can expect to see it in their paychecks. Congress recently included an average 1.9% pay raise for civilian employees in a larger spending package for the rest of 2019. The president signed the spending package into law over a week ago. The Trump administration wants to overhaul the white-collar federal pay system. The president's pay agent says it has concerns about the current methodology government uses to compare federal employee pay with the private sector, saying it does not reflect job shortages with certain occupations and fails to consider employee benefits when making pay comparisons. The president's pay agent includes the labor secretary and the directors of Office of Personnel Management and Office of Management and Budget. There's bipartisan support to try and reinstate a labor management advisory panel in the executive branch. House Oversight and Reform Committee Chairman Elijah Cummings and Alaska Republican Don Young reintroduced legislation which would establish a National Council on Federal Labor Management Relations. It would consist of federal employee union leaders, the Office of Personnel Management Director, and Deputy Director for Management at the Office of Management and Budget. The Obama administration formed a similar group, but the Trump administration disbanded it back in 2017. The Trump administration joins the battle over the fiscal 2020 budget. More now from Federal News Network's Tom Temin. The White House will seek 5% reductions in non-defense programs for the fiscal year starting October 1st. It will try to get around sequestration cuts to the Defense Department by stuffing more spending into overseas contingency operations accounts. Unless Congress acts otherwise, automatic 10% cuts would take place under the Budget Control Act. The president's formal request is due out in March. I'm Tom Temin. Agencies have until mid-April to report back on some key records management metrics. The National Archives and Records Administration will send records officers a survey to gauge how well they're maintaining email records. Senior agency officials for record management must also submit data for their annual reports. Agencies also have to complete their annual records management self-assessments, which tracks compliance with NARA's records management policies and guidance. Agencies receive recognition for the ways they are improving mission outcomes. Details from Federal News Network's Jason Miller. The first ever Gears of Government Awards went to 116 agency teams or individuals honoring their efforts to achieve better mission outcomes, improve citizen services, and spend money more efficiently. The Office of Management and Budget announced the awards yesterday and will hold a recognition ceremony in May during Public Service Recognition Week. 14 agencies received gear awards, with HHS garnering the most with 20, while Commerce, Agriculture, 
Treasury, SBA, and SSA all received at least 10 honors. I'm Jason Miller. You may soon be able to Venmo the IRS if you owe tax money. The agency is looking at ways to make paying delinquent debts through tools like Square credit card readers. In a request for information, it says it's looking for non-cash payment tools revenue officers can use to collect debts. The IRS has asked vendors about mobile apps and devices as well as other platforms. The Army, Navy, and Marine Corps released their plans to deal with reports of mold, rats, and lead paint at on-base military housing. The Army and Air Force are inspecting all of their housing units, while the Navy and Marine Corps are requiring command officers to reach out to all residents in on-base housing and ask if they would like leadership to look at the issues with the houses. The Air Force already ordered a full inspection of its 74,500 housing units by March 1st. Innovation is more than a buzzword at the FBI. The Bureau is launching an IT Innovation Council to bring technology experts and non-IT experts together to focus on customer service improvements. The idea for the council came from the success of the FBI's Centralized Help Desk or Solution Center to address employee technology problems. Software is a component of almost every modern weapon system, but the Defense Department's data on how much it costs is fuzzy at best. More now from Federal News Network's Jared Serbu. A new study by the Government Accountability Office says software costs are largely missing from the top-line figures DOD reports about how expensive its systems are to maintain. That's partly because the Pentagon hasn't enforced a policy that requires the military services to report software costs to a central database. GAO says there are also differences in how the services account for software updates. The Navy considers them a ongoing engineering expense, while the Army and Air Force classify them as depot maintenance. Jared Serbu, Federal News Network. Veteran suicide prevention is the next big interest for Veterans Affairs Congressional Committees. Senate Ranking Member John Tester says he'll introduce a bill next week designed to improve VA suicide prevention efforts. The bill would ensure all transitioning military members have health care for up to a year after leaving active duty. House Chairman Mark Takano says he's planning a roundtable on veteran suicide next week. He says he wants to learn from communities who have been successful in engaging veterans who aren't active in the VA. And following the arrest of a Coast Guard lieutenant for making terrorist threats based on his beliefs as a white nationalist, a few Democratic lawmakers want to know what the Departments of Defense and Homeland Security are doing to fight extremism in the military. In a letter to the agencies, the four congressmen applauded the efforts by law enforcement in the swift arrest of Lieutenant Christopher Hassan, but explained their worry that he was able to serve for such a long time while harboring his dangerous views. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 